It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And welcome into Purple Access, which, of course, we do once a week, rotating co-hosts. Sometimes it's Chip Scoggins of the Star Tribune, and sometimes we're lucky enough to be joined by my guy, Tyler Fornis, VikingsWire.com, which is also the writing home when it comes to the Purple of Sportsdad. So it is your, as I've long said now, one-stop shopping for all Vikings content. Forno does an outstanding job of updating that site. Basically works a 24-7 schedule, even on Thanksgiving, I'm sure. He was working on that site, and uh, Declan Goff, of course, also in on the show, as he is when uh, Tyler is on. Uh, brought to you by our friends, presenting sponsor, Purple Access, Purple Daily, Purple, whatever it is on Score North. Presenting sponsor is our friends at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, your one-stop shopping for anything that you need from their Karuba coffee uh, to stopping for gasoline to stopping to pick up dinner. That's right. Quick Trip is the place to stop. Also, Quick Trip wants to make you a winner in in their Vikings opening drive contest. Purchase any pothole pizza or 20-ounce Pepsi-Cola product with quick rewards to enter. Purchase both products together with quick rewards and receive 10 bonus entries. One weekly winner will receive a $10 gift card for every yard gained during the Vikings opening drive. If the Vikings get a field goal on that drive, the winner will earn an additional $500 Quick Trip gift card. If the Vikings get a touchdown, the winner gets an additional $1,000 gift card. Weekly winners will have a chance to win up to $2,000 in Quick Trip gift cards. And all weekly winners will also be entered for a chance to win a grand prize, a pair of uh, 2024-25 Viking season tickets, free fuel for a year from Quick Trip, a total value of $5,500. All you got to do is go online, go to quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes, quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details. Thank you, Quick Trip. All right, Forno, let's get to it. Sunday's loss to 
the Broncos. Um, as Declan pointed out on an earlier show, certainly not a devastating loss in, in the fact it was to a out-of-conference team. I guess my takeaway was I was frustrated because we revisited the ghost of turnovers past, and it was such a winnable game. And I don't know what your opinion is. My opinion is that Russell Wilson, while he did lead them back, is a shell of the guy who used to uh, beat the Vikings in Seattle. What was your primary takeaway or takeaways from that game? Have the Vikings lost the game where they actually got beat and they didn't beat themselves? I think that's that's an honest question. And it's very frustrating because there's so many little nuances of this team that if you just modify it a little bit, one less fumble per game and all these losses, Vikings could easily be undefeated, but that's the nature of, of the NFL. It's a game of inches. And sometimes a helmet moving three inches to the right, knocks the ball out three inches to the left. It doesn't that matters. And I, I want to give the NFL a little bit of credit. It was really annoying that Kareem Jackson hit. They suspended him and uh, suspension was upheld. They're really trying to remove this from the game and they should have called it on the field. And hopefully they can kind of look at it where, Hey, even if a penalty wasn't called on the field, they can do something from New York because they can do that within two minutes. They can't do that throughout the rest of the game. That changed the whole aspect of the game when you kind of look at it from a broad perspective because the Broncos get three easy points right away and then they get three more points off the Madison fumble and then they get three points off the Dobbs interception. And and those little things add up over time and the Vikings can't keep shooting themselves in the foot. Honestly, I think that was the really the only reason that the Vikings lost this game. I thought play calling overall was fine. I think the all the discussion about Kevin O'Connell being like a super conservative play caller or a bad play caller is honestly rooted in, for lack of a better term, ignorance. Like when you look at some of the stuff from the all 22 perspective, he's calling some great stuff. It's a lack of execution. It's not on the play caller. And you could uh, say that, hey, they're not coaching these guys up to execute it well enough. And I think that's fair. That's a fair criticism. But play calling is great. And that third um, third play of the game where Dobbs end up fumbling on that pitch, that is going to come into play down the line. That is a play that you set up to set another team up in the future. Because the second Hawkinson goes under center again, you're going to be like, oh, it's a pitch to Dobbs. Well, they pitch it to Dobbs. And all of a sudden, it's a throwback screen. And Josh Oliver gets 30 yards. Like, that's what that was. And it feels cute. But if uh, Reisner ends up getting to the second level and makes his block, which I think Ezra Cleveland does, then nobody's talking about it. They're like, oh, what a great play call. And it's all about execution. And the, that's the biggest flaw right now with the Minnesota Vikings is lack of execution. Mm-hmm. Well, no, on KOC, do, do you still feel, though, there's maybe chances where he's not aggressive like I I think the thing that probably irked a lot of fans not even the TJ Hawkinson you know weird situation play there but also like punting within the within situations where maybe he should be going for it are there areas though that you've seen from KOC where maybe he should be more aggressive or is he being also risk adverse because he has Josh Dobbs in because you know there's injuries to Justin Jefferson are there other situations though where you can see Kevin O'Connell maybe being just a little bit more aggressive in putting games away or getting six points. I really like how you framed that Declan, because what are the variables that are is causing Kevin O'Connell to make some of these decisions? Cause analytics will tell you in that fourth and one at the uh, Broncos 40 to go for it, yep. but it's also what the second drive of the game. And those are things that coaches think about. It's the second drive of the game. Let's not rock the boat. Let's get this field position 
and let's see if we can stop the Broncos because we have a really good defense. There are so many football things to consider, and I think that's really important, and it honestly gets lost in the discussion. Yes, analytics says you should go for it. I think he probably should have gone for it, but what are the ramifications of going for it versus not going for it? It's early in the game. You're already down 3 nothing. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to put yourself into this deeper hole. And hey, let's bury them inside the 10-yard line. And it didn't work. Najee Thompson couldn't find the football. It went just a little too deep, bounced into the end zone. But those little things matter in the discussion. And that's where I think context can get lost. It's not as black and white as analytics says, go for it. It's There's so many things coaches are thinking about. Let's be honest. They have about five seconds to make that decision. It's not, it's not something like, hey, we can look at it from a bird's eye view as a viewer and be like, oh, go for it, go for it. But it's not our butts on the line. It's not this, that, or the other thing. And I, I think there you can criticize a little bit because, hey, he should be prepared for it. He should probably have a guy that's helping him make these decisions. Everybody should have a guy that's helping them make these decisions because People who play Madden will tell you, no, you should go for this. And even though it's Madden, they're really good with time management in comparison to the rest of the National Football League. So maybe we can (laughs) take a few things from them. And I would have gone for it, but it's not always as simple as go for it or not, because you have to think of a lot of the football ramifications too. And that brings up a really interesting point. Uh, because I do think that that um, O'Connell did not have a great night on Sunday, but and, and I fought with Phil about this. That does not make him because I agree with you. That does not make him a bad play caller. I think he's very creative. Like I think you take him in a heartbeat. I think he's proven to be very good. I mean he he literally led that final drive against the Falcons with Dobbs at quarterback. He was basically the brains of that drive, and Dobbs executed it. But so, like, nobody is suggesting that Kevin is not good at calling plays. I think where he struggles a little bit, and this is overall game philosophy, is situational awareness. And here's why. On the fourth down, so fourth and one, and like you said, the analytics guy is going to say the the chart or whatever says, go for it. I think where he struggles is, what's he thinking? Is he thinking, yeah, we're going to go for it. And if we don't get it, I got Ed Donatel's freaking defense here. And the Broncos are going to go down the field and score. Because I'm thinking, I got Brian Flores' defense here. Yeah, come on. Brian Flores' defense has had a ton piled on its plate. And last time I checked is, you know, accomplishing um, accomplishing really, really impressive things. So I would have gone for it based on that. A year ago, I probably do punt it. Um the the trick play or the snap to Hawkinson for no, what I didn't like about that was I didn't like where it was done with the quarterback it was done with, because I think you're tempting fate in minus territory in your own territory to have Dobbs try and pull off that play when a simple look at his 2023 stats say it says that he has ball security problems. So I actually would have run that play. I, I like the trick play. I would have run it though at a time in plus territory to do what you're saying, which is to set up a team. I love that thought. That's I, I think you're exactly right. But I think O'Connell, and I mean, he's still young. Like to give him, a, I think he's really good. So like, I don't want this to be a bash. Um, but I think there's something situationally, including with the clock that, that we've seen at times where he's just, he just has to learn. But overall, I love what he's doing. 
So I don't want this to, to become a, I think O'Connell's regressing or not good. I think he stumbles at times, but every coach does. But that was my problem. It was more the situations in which he didn't go for it and in which he tried to get too cute and where he got too cute. That was my issue. I actually think it's better that he did it there than doing it in plus territory because something that doesn't necessarily get talked about a lot, Judd, a lot of times you run trick plays in plus territory. You run it around the 40-yard line. Why? Because you have uh, you have a little bit of a shorter field and it, it gives you the opportunity to, hey, if it doesn't work, you can still get a field goal really easily. I liked the method of trying it at around the 30-yard line in your own territory because it shows a little bit of a different wrinkle of you as a play caller. And I don't think we're talking about this at all if Reisner makes that block and Kareem Jackson doesn't spear Josh Dobbs. Yep. I don't think this play to t- call is discussed at all because I, I think it was in a vacuum, a very good call, and it's going to be setting up for something that we're going to exploit somebody. And hopefully that's the Lions or the Packers at the end of the year. That's why you put this in. And as my mic decides to go kablooey, that, because this that's a standard, nice mic to oh, just drop like that for. No, yeah. It, oh, the mic is great. It's, it's this great it's mic. The, it's this little gear right here that's just off camera, but damn, I liked it. I wrote about it uh, for Vikings Wire and kind of broke down the play why why it was designed that way, why it should have worked, and why it didn't. And why it didn't was because Ezra Cleveland wasn't in. Dalton Reisner was because Cleveland has that speed, quickness, and athleticism to get to that second level and make that block on Singleton. Singleton uh, gets to the hole, forces Dobbs to cut inside, and that's where Kareem Jackson gets that. That spearing element. You don't have that if Cleveland's able to climb and make that block. Uh, I'm not saying that we should have kept Cleveland over Reisner, except I am <laughs> in this I was case. So you just said that basically. It's it's about execution, and th- it's what's plaguing the Vikings team right now. It's not the creativity. It's not. Oh the no! Under- right, right. Yeah, it's all execution, and they're doing it without Justin Jefferson, without Kirk Cousins. They've done it without Christian Derrissaw, and Caleb Evans was sorely missed on Sunday. Mikai Blackman played 53 snaps out of 55. Andrew Booth Jr. played zero. I, I, I'm not quite sure based on my viewing why Mikai Blackman is so much better than Andrew Booth Jr. that Booth doesn't even play. And I'm very curious about yeah. that. I want to I talk to Ryan Flores and ask him, what are we seeing is on a week-to-week basis in practice? Are you doing this because of matchups? I, I think they're in a similar... I'm very intrigued to kind of see some of those little things and, but yeah, the overarching point, I, I like the play call. Well, no, on, on the defensive side here, uh, obviously this defense looks so much different and obviously much, much more effective under Brian Flores than it did with Ed Donatel. Um, but how much can you trust this defense? Like I think Kevin O'Connor did a great job, you know, mostly saying, Hey, I'm going to trust the defense. But then on obviously the final drive, uh, Blackman gives up the big touchdown there to Sutton and, no, uh, it doesn't look too well, doesn't look too good. But how much can this Vikings defense kind of not not carry them? But how much can you rely upon this defense to get big stops when you need them to? Because at the end of the day, you know, I think it's hard to play like that defensive minded of football in, in today's NFL. But how much can Brian Flores uh, kind of carry this defense if these injuries pile up, or even if they make a postseason run? Do you think this defense can kind of carry the Vikings into the playoffs and maybe even potentially make a playoff run? Well, they kind of already are, aren't they? They're, uh, I, I had a bold prediction that they would finish top 20 in either yards allowed or points allowed. And right now, I think they're both. Like What Brian Flores is doing with this unit is spectacular. 
And sometimes it's just about maximizing talent. That's something that Donatel didn't do. They didn't utilize Josh Mattelis at all in this way. Brian Flores got here and was like, hey, this is a dude. And we need to make sure that we utilize him that way. And guess what? It's worked. Cam Bynum taking a massive step. I thought he could be a good safety coming out because he was a really good corner at Cal. Did not have the athletic prowess to be able to thrive on the outside. So you move him to safety and it's worked out great. DJ Wanham has taken a step and I talked about him potentially being a cut candidate because I didn't see him really being anything other than a jag. And he's starting to win reps one-on-one and not just be that guy who cleans up. And I think those things matter. Just imagine when we get Marcus Davenport back towards the end of the year and how much how much more we can utilize Jordan Hicks potentially coming back. We're doing it with a lot of injuries and the defense really hasn't had, had any, I'm not going to say devastating injuries because I think Hicks and Davenport are really big injuries, but you haven't felt it as much. And I think that's because of how Brian Flores is coaching these guys up, putting them in positions to succeed. And and Donatel just wasn't. And I think the, the Vikings defense can keep this up. That's kind of the issue with the turnovers. The defense is always being put in those bad situations. And if they can prevent that, the Vikings could theoretically make a big run. But it's it's all theoretical until you make it happen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I think they can win a playoff game. I I do now. And and I I mean, if they get the parts back. uh, But yeah, I, I think what we've seen too is Brian Flores has showed us how important coaching is. And the fact that, that he is, um, I mean, Daniil Hunter is a star. He's been outstanding. And if I'm the Vikings, I would try to move heaven and earth to bring him back. But to your point, Tyler, I mean, we're talking about a lot of guys who are nice players, but they're not, you know, they're not stars. Harrison Smith was a star. He's still very good. Uh, but we saw, and, and he had, what, five picks a year ago with Ed, but we saw when you basically play him as a safety, he nowhere near maximizes what he can do. I really think that this whole thing with Flores has shown us, guys, what a what a true coach, coordinator, a guy that has a vision, a guy that, the other thing I love, and I think this comes from his Patriots days, I love the fact that you cannot define this defense. I'm not sure about you. I love the fact that this goes back to, I want to say it was 2006, the Halloween night game at the Metrodome when the Vikings played the Patriots. And I was talking to a a Patriots beat guy at the time. And I said, what's the offense called? And he's like, it's not, it's called game plan, which basically means they sit down, look at film. What do you do defensively? And we will try and combat that offensively. And it feels like the Vikings do the same exact thing with Flores. And, 
yes, I'm sure it's a ton of work. Yes, it takes smart guys, but I like the fact that every game, you don't know what the wrinkles are going to be because that means your opponent can look at all the film that they want, but they still don't know what your plan is to go against their quarterback and your offense. Exactly. And that's great coaching. Uh, I think one of the lessons that the NFL is learning throughout the course of the last decade is it's not about the scheme. It's about the guy running it. Because remember, uh, the Legion of Boom kind of led this cover three renaissance. But then when you start getting offshoots of it and guys being hired from that staff, they weren't exactly great at it. Like Gus Bradley was great at it in Seattle because he had Richard Sherman, Brandon Brown, or Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. It makes things a lot easier to run those coverages. Well, the sec doesn't work the way you want it to. Now he's in uh, Dallas and he's really modified everything that he does. He's no longer a cover three guy. He runs a lot of single high still, but it, it's nowhere near the same. And guys like Ed Donatel and Brandon Staley were running the Fangio stuff. The only guy who's really running the Fangio stuff. Well, he's Vic Fangio. You could argue Sean decide, but decides also got that cover three influence from spending time in Seattle. And they kind of almost made hybrid defenses, combining both of them together because Clint Hurt does a little bit of both there as well. But when you look at what the defense is, it's not just about a scheme. Ed Donatel ran the plays that Vic Fangio does, but he ran it so poorly. Brandon Staley had one year of great success in Los Angeles. Well, it helps when you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And then he goes to uh, the Chargers. And, hey, you have Joey Bosa. Okay, Joey Bosa is not identical, but can be a similar game wrecker to Aaron Donald, but in a different way. And hey, we're going to sign JC Jackson to be Jalen Ramsey. Well, JC Jackson doesn't play well in zone. He plays well in man. So you just uh, put a square into a round hole and that matters. Coaching matters. It's not just about scheme. It's about who the guy is, how you're going to coach the team up and how you're going to implement it. And Brian Flores has proven to be all of those things. Just it's a massive shift, but the shift has worked and this team is playing very well. Well, no, this is a way too early uh, projection here, but let's go down the path because uh, why not? So the Vikings still have a, you know, basically two-game lead on the next closest team in the wild card. They're sitting at about 80% chance of making, making the playoffs, which is why I said the loss of the Broncos, not a death sentence. Uh, but at the same time, you're kind of still in the driver's seat to most likely be in the playoffs, catching the Lions. going to be very tough, but let's let's just assume the Vikings are playing on wild card weekend and probably playing as a wild card team. Who is the team that you think would match up the best for the Vikings? As in, who could the Vikings beat on wild card weekend? I know the Niners and Eagles and Lions are all still in the mix for the number one seed, but who is the team that you think would match up the best for the Vikings on wild card weekend? And now he's gone. You did. You did it now, Declan. You've I gone did. and done it. I You're did, but yeah, I, you know, we, we talked about this with Mackie, you know, earlier this week when he came back or no, me and Mackie talked about it when you were off last weekend, excuse me. And, gotcha. and this, uh, this seems like in a situation where like, I don't want to go to Santa Clara if I'm a Vikings fan, I wouldn't want to go to Philadelphia. I know Detroit looks a lot better, but it's Detroit, right? Like, well, is it, I'm not saying to underlook Detroit because the lions are really good, right? but facing the lions in Detroit to me, like is not a tall task. Here's the thing, though, and and Tyler's right about this, and I think we talked extensively about this um, on Monday or Tuesday of this week. You know what the key is? The key really is what Vikings team shows up. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, again, that Philadelphia game, what, 
four turnovers alone in that one. And yes, Philadelphia is good. Philadelphia, I, I will take, if you force me to, to take a team, I will take the Eagles. But you look at, like Tyler said, their losses, they are all Vikings losses. They're all self-inflicted. And, and, and it's not like different things. It is ball possession. And so like, do I, do I think the San Francisco 49ers as a two seed potentially beat the Vikings as a seven seed in Santa Clara? Yes, I do. Do I think there's a potential for an upset? Yes, all depending on which team shows up. And it's totally that. Because if you have, you know, if you have a team that shows up and executes, and I'm not saying it would win any style points, and it would probably be incredibly close. But Dex, I keep coming back to, like, it's a, it was incredible. Sunday, you know, during the game, I started to run through the defeats. And it's just one thing, hanging on to the damn ball. Right. Same thing on Sunday, same thing against... Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, the Chiefs game. One turnover, but the Chiefs turned that into a touchdown, and and they won by seven. And, oh, by the way, Madison dropped a ball in that screen pass, which could have been a touchdown. So it's almost, to me, more than, like, who do you want to play or not play? It's almost, in my opinion, what Vikings team shows up. And if they can execute, they got a real chance. But if you throw a pick and drop the ball twice, I mean, and now now we're, we're back with uh, – Forno, Forno, if Alexander Madison can't hang on to the football in the playoffs, you're dead. You're going to lose. That Sunday game is the same game. So I I was just saying to Dex, to me, it's not really the team that they play because you're going to play a good team. It's really do the Vikings that can execute show up or or does the team that coughs up the football or throws picks show up because if that team shows up you do not have a chance to win a first round game i don't think with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and, and before my internet decided to crash at 12.30 on a Wednesday afternoon, I was saying that uh, kind of some of the similar things, like you got to play well. And yeah. I think when I was kind of taking a look at the matchups, none of them are going to be good. Like the Eagles, I think they'd fare relatively well against because of how the first matchup went. They didn't allow anything deep. They didn't allow Jalen Hurts to do anything. Like if you're going to beat us, DeAndre Swift's going to run for 200 yards. And he ran for almost 200 yards. And then you got the 49ers without Trent Williams, without Debo Samuel, but you're going to have injuries all over the place. Like the Vikings played without Justin Jefferson. So I think that's kind of a wash. And I think the best matchup would probably be the lions because of how poor the like Jared Goff and really confuse him. Cause the thing that's always hindered him the most is really confusing coverages on the back end. And I think you can do that. 
I think you can, you can do that well, but it's none of it's going to matter if the Vikings keep turning the ball over. And there is a realistic chance that if the Vikings get into the dance, you can be like the, the Steelers from 2004 with the Jerome Bettis run or the giants in 2007, going from the six seed to winning the super bowl. Like you can, I think you can do that, but you have to play well at the right time. And I don't know the Vikings can be that consistent for a four game stretch. They haven't shown it yet. They've yeah, played no. well and they've overcome turnovers, but they haven't played great for a four game stretch yet. I'm talking one game. I'm talking one playoff game. Don't drop the ball. And, and that starts with one guy. Now it starts with Dobbs because, you know, I mean, Dobbs does have ball security problems. Uh, He can be a dynamic player. I think we've seen what he can potentially do, especially with the right people around him, including coaching. Um, Before we go, I want to talk about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, helping me drop 40 pounds a couple of years ago. And folks, I'm here to tell you, yes, the holiday season is starting. It's cold outside. There's sports dad right there, down 40 pounds. And you know what? You're probably thinking, I'm going to sit on my couch, but then you're thinking, I'm going to gain weight. Well, how would you like to not only not only lose weight and have clothes fit, but also get a deal? Because right now, jo- uh, join today, save up to 50% off with Livia's Black Friday offer. You can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks and get this up to 20 pounds or more before 2024. How would you like to be down 20 pounds or more by the time Jan 1 hits? How great does that sound? Again, 50% off with the pre-Black Friday offer from our friends at Livia. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. They are going to help you lose the weight. Uh, before we go, Tyler, ho- hopefully the the um, line continues to work here. Uh, Monday night, the Bears game. The Bears gave the Lions a scare. What are you expecting in this game? I don't really know what to expect. I I expect the Vikings to come out firing. I expect them to, I'll be honest. I don't expect Jefferson to play and I don't either. I don't think it's a big deal if he doesn't play because now you're going to give him two more weeks to be 1 million percent. And I think that's always been the goal. That's how the coaching staff has talked about it in press conferences. And that should be the the approach. Hamstrings are finicky. Don't test it. And I, I think that's a smart play. I also don't think you need Jefferson to beat this Bears team. That they're going to come in with a more cohesive plan. They're going to be able to attack a lot of these weaknesses, and I think they're going to be fine against Justin Fields because Fields still struggles to read an NFL defense. And you can throw a lot at him and really make him do some panicky type stuff. I would expect the Vikings to win by at least ten points. I, I don't think it'll be that close. It's not going to be weather related like you had against the Bears at Soldier Field, where it was cold. The grass wasn't exactly great. Like it, you're going to be in prime conditions. I think the Bears had a great game last week against the Lions, and then of course they mm-hmm. choked it away. Which mm-hmm. oh man, would that have been nice to have uh, the Bears beat the Lions? But can't have everything. Uh, I, I think the Vikings are going to somehow win the game. Great stuff, dude. Much appreciated. We'll talk to you again uh, on Purple Access in a couple of weeks. And don't forget, check out Tyler's work, vikingswire.com, vikingswire.com. Declan? By the way, uh, go support our friends 3Jack in the North Loop. You can go to 3Jack.com to uh, book a simulator bay if you want to get some swings in, uh, especially with most golf courses now shut down here in the Minneapolis and they're in the Minnesota area. Uh, also, some great food options. They have holiday party specials coming up, too. You want to get a get-together going, they can host from people up from a dozen to 200 
uh, people so they can host a big old party at our at Three Jack in the North Loop in Minneapolis. Get those loaded nachos, get that chicken sandwich. Plenty of great options from our friends at Three Jack. Yeah, this has been Purple Axis, Tyler Fornish, and Judd Zolgab. We'll have another rewind episode tomorrow on Purple Daily where we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.